You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. It's another episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu. Hello, Aurora. Hello. I am so happy that you have survived your weekend at, what was it, Camp Death? Shades of Death. Camp, Shades of Death Camp, yes. Yes. Well, I survived, but I can tell you what didn't survive. Okay, what was that? My phone. <laughs> no. Did the, did the angry axe-wielding wife attack your phone with an axe that would have been a better story (laughs) what really happened dropped it in i dropped it in the toilet i close i dropped it in a river oh my Uh, god yes yes did you ever Uh, actually retrieve it or is it like gone gone i retrieved it but it's shorted out the the battery uh Uh, not the battery i just shorted out so there was no way of the phone is fried yeah um i got a new one uh but yeah that was the thing I lost. That's terrible. <laughs> the chase of death. <laughs> I mean, you know what, though? I think for future reference down the road, spice mm-hmm. up the story a little bit and say you were running from the axe-wielding angry wife when you dropped Well, I mean, oh. I, I didn't drop it in the river. We were in a canoe and the canoe flipped over. Oh, that'll do so the maybe, trick. Maybe that's a better story. <laughs> <laughs> that is more interesting. I thought you guys were just like hiking on a trail and you no. slipped on a rock and it flew from your hand. No. We were in a canoe and we got into the, some rapids mm-hmm. and we ran straight to a tree. Awesome. And the canoe flipped over and my phone went underwater. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. Uh, so was it, what were the, were the forest, did they, did they look incredibly black? Like a black forest as they suggested? I mean, it's called shades because there's so many trees that cre- create like this shade, mm-hmm. shaded like area yeah um so it looks pretty dark all the time even when it's you know light out yeah. so i guess that's why it's called shades <laughs> uh traditional traditional camping in uh in tents and, and sleeping bags and or cots or did you guys yeah. oh that's the that's the only way to fly uh, yeah there was no electricity jen no. Ref- jen refuses to go camping unless the camping at minimum involves some sort of camper uh, uh-huh. With indoor plumbing and beds, and uh, no, <laughs> that's not camping. <laughs> camping no. is camping is not staying at the nearest hotel <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by the park. You got to be in a tent, or uh, I, I I can permit a cot, but it's got to be sleeping bags for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's not really camping. You got to have like a fire, and that's, yeah, that's camping. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad you not only survived but had a good time. Sans yeah. the phone. Uh, you needed you needed that experience to keep your spirits up for this yeah, episode. Yeah, I needed that experience to learn to put my phone in a waterproof case. <laughs> that will help. <laughs> but but more most importantly, it was a good trip with uh, I'm sure good experiences and memories and good vibes because you needed that in order to watch this episode, which was heavy on Chris and Travis. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I've softened a little bit on Travis and I've gone super hard edge on Chris. 
Okay. So uh, we'll talk about it. It's a uh, season two, episode 10 of Fear the Walking Dead called Do Not Disturb. Uh, we begin with a flashback uh, at the hotel where everyone is trapped and there is a wedding. The, the wedding scene that we actually saw with Madison and Strand where they're looking at mm-hmm. a picture of the bride and groom. Uh, and they're hosting a wedding when the father of the bride dies unexpectedly from a heart attack uh, during the dance, which is sad. Nice. The first dance. Horrible. What a horrible, what a horrible memory. It's a good thing he turned into a zombie and then ate his daughter, the bride, and then everyone else. Because <laughs> if I wouldn't want to live with that memory, that would have been horrible. Yeah. Remember when we that got married? That was really dark. Yeah. That was a really dark scene. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we got married and then uh, your father died? That <laughs> yeah. was... On the on the dance floor, yeah. What a day to and he so, bit you. Yeah. Well, I mean that that saved it as far as I'm concerned. Now nobody has to live with that horrible memory. They're all zombies now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Elena, the hotel manager and not of Avalor, locks the guests into the ballroom <laughs> in an attempt to contain the outbreak, uh, and also dooming the entire wedding party to their to their death and future zombification. Uh, In the present, Alicia manages to escape the walkers on her floor when she meets Elena, who's still hanging out in the hotel, and agrees to help her find Madison and Strand. They reach the ground floor of the hotel where they are confronted by other surviving hotel guests, some of whom were, I think, involved in this wedding party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, the the mom of the bride was... Yes, that's right. And she is none too pleased with Elena's decision. Uh, and they have Elena's nephew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, held hostage, and they want the keys, uh, which are the keys to all of the rooms and doors, uh, in the hotel. And uh, she exchanges the keys in order to get her nephew back. Elena then gives them these keys, but they are pursued by zombies. Alicia and Elena take shelter in a locked room where they then reunite with Madison and Strand. Uh, Meanwhile, on the Travis and Chris show, (laughs) travel the Mexican countryside, an unknown to Travis while he is hot wiring a car. Chris steals some supplies from another survivor group. Travis then teaches Chris how to drive and they Mm -hmm. talk a lot. Not unlike a lot. And not unlike you, Aurora, they make a camp at night. <laughs> uh, however, unlike you, I don't believe you were confronted by a group of zombie survivors. Yeah. Uh, these are the ones that Chris stole from. Weirdly enough, not only do they reveal themselves to be Americans who were on spring break when the outbreak hit, but they didn't seem all that mad. Mainly because mm-hmm. Chris was in there killing zombies, and I guess they were like, cool, dude, or something yes. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to recruit Travis and Chris into their group because there are uh, power in numbers. Uh, Chris takes a liking to them, of course, and Travis, of course, does not trust them. And uh, that's part of the reason why I'm softening on Travis a little bit. He's learning at least a few of the rules. In, in the zombie apocalypse, don't yeah. don't trust other survivors. Mm-hmm. Chris was a big idiot. Uh, the next day, they stop at a farm to scavenge for supplies when they are confronted by the farmer who lives there. One of the farmer shoots one of the other kids in the leg after he killed one of his chickens, prompting Chris to shoot and kill the farmer, much to Travis's horror. 
so that was the episode, or at least the synopsis of the episode. What did you think of it this week? Well, like I said, I, I love that intro with the wedding scene. I thought I thought it was so dark. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> it's really but sad. Just... <laughs> it was really sad, but it was really dark. Like it, it's it's what I want from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right after that, on my nose, I, I wrote, "Ugh, Travis." <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, there was a lot of things about this episode that I liked, but I think that uh, the scenes with Travis and Chris, mm-hmm. they it there was so much like talking. Yeah. And there were some moments where I was, like, bored. There was definitely a lot of moments of, like, uh, sit down, son. Let let Dad tell you a story. Yeah. Or uh, let Dad teach you some life lessons or something. There was, like, a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get that. I, I get that a lot of that is Travis trying to keep his son from steering in the wrong direction. Yeah. But there was a moment in the card that he says something like, I know that this is going to pass and we're going to go back to what we had. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? This is the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I... Your son killed people. There's no turning back. Yeah. There's no going back. Uh, I mean, now he's killing live people. Yeah. At least to me, yeah, the Travis and Chris stuff ate up so much time and so much of it just seemed pointless. I felt like it led to something good by the end of the episode. Like, I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, boy, to get there. Uh, and like I said, I've, I have softened on Travis a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, for all of his misgivings about the current situation and the zombie apocalypse and his inability to just understand what's happening... Uh, right. he He was definitely wary of the group of kids... Mm-hmm. And as soon as he realized that uh, there were graves dug at this farm, people were buried there. There must be somebody still here who buried them. And as soon as that guy came in, he was very much like, no, we should go. This is wrong. This is his home. We have no right to be here. We should just go. And everyone else was at, like, were assholes mm-hmm. except for Travis in that situation. And the guy, of course, who just wanted them to leave. Yeah. His farm and clearly his food source alone. Uh, Chris went like a million degrees. Like I hated him anyway. Mm-hmm. It's he's now way worse to me. I feel like Chris is the type of character that if he continues the path that he's in, he could be like the next governor or Negan. Yeah, yeah. Like he is a villain at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, he to me he felt like uh, like Joffrey, mm-hmm. just like an an idiot kid who's has so much power thrust upon him now that he can just, he feels like he can do whatever he wants to whomever he wants. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I am fully convinced that he's a sociopath. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm rooting. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for some zombies to chew this kid up. Yeah. Uh, rarely am I rooting for anyone to get eaten by zombies, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm really rooting for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of that was, um, a lot of that was superfluous and did not need to be there. The ending was pretty okay. Uh, what what did you make of... Because uh, most of the rest of the time it was Alicia and Elena. Yeah, and that's why I, I found the talking between Chris and uh, Travis frustrating. Because I was more invested in that other story yes. in the hotel. And I wanted to see more of that. And they kept 
scotting back to Travis and Chris. I was like, no, I want to see what's happening in the hotel. Yes. Uh, they uh, we And we still haven't... Um, they still haven't found... Um, oh, my God. It's been like two episodes now, and I can't uh, remember. Ophelia? And, Ophelia. They yeah. still haven't found her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did manage... Uh, the, well, number one, uh, I, I do want to give uh, Alicia the award for one of the worst lines in this episode. <laughs> I believe she said something to Elena about like how we're going to die in here if we don't do something. Mm-hmm. And she might be right yeah. eventually at some point. But the room that Elena was bunkered down in looked like it was packed with supplies. Yeah, she had like, a lot of food. Food and <laughs> drinks. and yeah. like, She was sad. I mean, I mean, eventually you'll die, but probably not for like several months. Like yeah, I think and she was really smart. I I thought that her strategy was really smart too. The way that she was like moving the walkers and you know, I don't know. I think she had a good idea. Yeah, staying at the hotel. I feel like she had a pretty good plan. I mean, yeah. the the walkers aren't going to really try to get into those doors. They don't have windows on them, so you can't really see inside. Mm-hmm. The only window is to the outside. And walkers aren't going to see you when you're that high up in a hotel anyway. Yeah. You're pretty isolated. Mm -hmm. uh, And you can kind of also use the walkers. And because she had keys to everything, she would hoard the walkers, as you Mm -hmm. were talking about, from like floor to floor. And that sort of also creates a buffer between you and the outside. Yeah, it's great. It's a perfect situation for her. Yeah, she's kind of using the walkers almost like... It's kind of like the hotel is her... This is so weird because I was just talking about how she's not Elena of Avalor. But I guess she is in this regard that the that the hotel is her castle. And yes. she's using the zombies kind of like a moat to mm-hmm. keep people from getting to her. Yeah. Uh, I think that is actually a pretty pretty solid idea. Yeah. I don't think it was ever... Did they... Maybe... And maybe I glossed over it. It could have been said in dialogue. But did they ever mention how her nephew ended up getting kidnapped i think he said that he went for supplies or something but i think so but i can't remember yeah like he went for supplies but then he never came back Mm -hmm. or something along those lines um yeah i was way more interested uh i guess the another disappointment for me i was more interested in their story i guess the one thing that disappointed me was a little a little bit was the last time we saw strand and the (laughs) <clears throat> Stupid cough. Last time we saw Madison and Strand, mm-hmm. they were surrounded by zombies in a bar. Yeah, and then we never saw how they actually escaped. I, I think it was there was a trap door under the bar. I mean, is that was sure. that is that where the trap door was? Like I remember them lifting a lid and then I climbing think down. So, but at the same time, they were drunk. <laughs> were they? Oh, they were drunk. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought, I thought uh, you mentioned this episode last week for sure. Last week they were drunk, so it's harder to escape a horde of zombies if you're drunk, and they managed to do so. I don't know how, but I fine. mean, presumably it seemed like there was a trap door under the bar. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, the, the, but the, we never see Strand and Madison escape into it. I will say, however, that it plays perfectly into uh, my thoughts last week, as I said that. Them hiding in the uh, hiding, like hiding behind the bar with all the zombies surrounding them, was remembering yeah, yeah, Shaun yeah. of the Dead. And mm-hmm. just like in Shaun of the Dead, there's a trap door underneath the bar that they escaped down into. <laughs> so uh, I'm fully now expecting some sort of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost cameo 
That would be great. There, that's too many calls. <laughs> At the very least, I want to see one of them with like uh, the American equivalent of a Cornetto uh, ice cream cone thing. So, at the very <laughs> least, I want to see one of those. If there, if I mean, to me, I don't know about you. There was a period. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, Aurora, but there was a period of time where Aaron was seeing Harry Potter references uh, <laughs> in in shows. Well, he used it in in this show. Yeah, yeah. For uh, Nick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was seeing Harry Potter references, right? Every like in every episode. Mm-hmm. Look, this is this is too much like Shaun of the Dead for this to be a coincidence. I am positive this is some <laughs> sort of like we love that movie, so we yeah. Like, the writers drew inspiration from it. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> I'm convinced. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, uh, I I like this the elevator scene though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that she, was good. Uh, where she decided to, to like gym class. Although I've never been in a gym class where they made you climb rope. I think that was a <laughs> me neither. I think that was a thing that happened in like the eighties or the seventies <laughs> or something. They don't do it anymore. But she was climbing the cables. I thought her. I thought her plan was to sucker the zombies and like all of them into just like falling down the shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess she was literally trying to just escape. Yeah. And got and got lucky when Elena was a floor above her. Super lucky. Yeah, very coincidental that. Yeah, is uh, it really that easy to open elevator doors? I don't think it's that easy. I see. I see that happen all the time in TV shows and movies, and I always wonder: is it really that easy? <laughs> because I mean, maybe if the power is cut, maybe it's not that hard. I feel like I would hope so because if I'm ever in a situation like that, yeah. I'm gonna assume that's true. And yeah. I'm going to try to open an elevator door. <laughs> this worked in Fear the Walking Dead. Stand back, everyone. Uh, did uh, Was there anything else that you, outside of the the Chris and Travis portions of the episode, was there anything else that you that you didn't like or did like? Um, I like the fact that the, those three guys, I don't think they mentioned their names but i can't remember i know i know one is like what's like baby james or something like yeah that. baby james like everyone else kind of had like normal sounding names i don't know why he was called baby james but um... maybe maybe he's a hip-hop artist or maybe he's just <laughs> the youngest person and they're like we'll call you baby james i guess yeah um or maybe he acts like a baby sometimes I perhaps don't. perhaps um but it, one of them i think it was the leader called chris killer chris he gave him that nickname oh my gosh that's all he needs and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yes. That's going to stick. That's going to stick. Now he's going to be Killer Chris because he loves to kill. <laughs> really does. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I don't know if I hated anything else in this episode, but I, I agree with you. The ending, I, I, I kind of sympathize with Travis a little bit because he's, his face in the end mm-hmm. is of F. Father that's realizing that his son is like yeah. lost. Yeah. Like there's no way of him trying to save his son. Yeah. He's um, like, oh my God, my kid's Dexter. Yes. Except Dexter had a code about only killing bad people. Right. Yeah. So I, it, that has to be really hard for a father to realize that, especially in this world. Yeah. So, yeah. And Chris just wants to, he's just a, a teenager in the zombie apocalypse, but same teenage rules apply as Aurora. He just wants to belong. He wants to feel like he belongs to a group, and 
he relates to the baby James gang and uh, they're I, I mean and, the, and that dude was talking to Travis they're right on the back of the pickup and he's like you don't look like you're having fun and he's like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not zombie zombie apocalypse and that guy's like <laughs> right. no this is the we were nobodies before and now we're you know we're kings we can go wherever we want we can drive as fast as we want there's no police mm-hmm. there's you know uh, there's nobody to tell us no we can yeah. just do whatever we want. This is really living. And uh, Travis is like, oh, God, we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is this is in a stable environment uh, for his unhinged son who is like, yeah, you're right. This is living. Woo. <laughs> Take this innocent farmer who didn't deserve to die at yeah, all. That was awful. I think uh, Chris should meet. Um, oh, my God. Carl. Yes. And they should have a talk because Carl is the an example of a teenager that's doing things right. Yeah. <laughs> so Carl would set Carl would set this man straight. Yes. <laughs> Un- undoubtedly. Uh in fact I'm I'm more than willing right now to just trade Chris for Tobias. Can we just Oh bring- yeah, hundred percent. Let's just bring Tobias back in here. Clearly he's still obviously running most of Southern California, but uh, like he's the king of Southern California right now, but we could just switch those two out. That would be great. I'm and look if their plan is to have us if they're trying to build some sympathy with us for Travis. I think it might work if he is yes. trapped with these four oh, crazy yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. I may in fact start feeling sorry for this guy. Yes, that will be my worst nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I've I've. My 13-year-old has had sleepovers before. Uh, I've had four teenage girls in here at once. Mm-hmm. And it's not unmanageable. Actually, they were quite polite. They are all pretty good. But I, I can't imagine them in a world where there are no reins on them. Like, no, yeah. like all the social norms are thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. There are no rules, no law. I can't imagine being trapped with four kids yeah. uh, with that mindset. I would I would go insane. I, I I'm actually a little scared for him, as he doesn't seem like the 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 killing type. I mean, there and, and they did the campfire thing where they're like, "Hey, how many how many of you killed?" And he's like, "I I don't count." Right. Uh, I'm like, because the number is like three. Uh, yeah. I think like all of them you didn't really want to do, and Chris is like, 17 for me." <laughs> Uh, but you know, if it was Rick asking that question, Travis would get in the group, and Chris wouldn't. Wouldn't, right? Yeah, yeah. He'd say, "Have you? How many walkers have you killed? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many humans have you killed? Right, and why? And, and why? <laughs> well, I shot this Mexican guy because we broke into his barn. Yeah. Just because a friend of mine stole one of his chickens, and he was telling us to leave. And yes. my friend broke the chicken's neck, so he shot the guy in the leg. So I shot him in the head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you just turn around and keep walking. You yeah, know. I can just imagine like Rick doing like that, that head tilt that he does. <laughs> yes. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, well, that's a. You sound like a Negan's gang kind of guy. Yeah. Why don't you go hang out with him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, uh, I guess. Unless you have anything else to add. Well, I have a theory about Ophelia. Oh, by by all means, because I, think I was I was wondering. I think she's dead. I think she really? she's gone. Yeah, that would be and a I, twist. 
And I think that they're going to leave it until the last episode. And she's going to come. Like, they're going to see her as a walker. Ooh. Coming towards her. Towards them. I mean, it, uh, yeah. I mean, it is really weird. Like, all these developments have been happening. And there's been no sign of... There's no oh. sign of how she disappeared. I think they're building the suspense of what happened to her. And it's going to be like, why not, like, like Sophia in the barn. That you have this anticipation of, you know, what happened, what happened. And then all of a sudden... Yes. That person is a walker. So I think that's that's what's going to happen. I think we're not going to be spending the rest of this this show in Mexico. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have since released the titles for the rest of the episodes. With the season finale mm-hmm. uh, being called North. So I'm thinking they might be going back up uh, to America land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will find out. I mean, maybe they're just going more north. Well, I mean, I don't know. Nick was in Tijuana, and Tijuana is relatively close to the border, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's all that far away. So, I don't know. We shall We shall see. Uh, I'm glad that there was uh, there were no power outages. Aurora's got a storm rolling, <laughs> rolling through uh, Illinois right now. Is it still going, or is it kind of in a wall? I, can, I can't hear the rain, but I'm hearing the thunder. I was either yesterday or the day before we had a big thunderstorm too, but the rain was so loud. We had to close the windows Mm -hmm. because it was so noisy. Oh my goodness. I've never heard, I've never heard it rain so hard before, (laughs) Uh, which is weird considering we live in a state where it, we get weird and crazy weather, but I've never heard it rain so hard that I had to shut the windows because it was too loud. Hmm. Uh, Super noisy. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad the power has stayed on. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, it was not like the podcast god saying you can record your podcast and when you're done, then we'll cut Aurora's power. Hopefully, <laughs> it stays on the rest of the evening. <laughs> I'm sure you've got like work to do or something or maybe video games to play or yeah, shows to Yeah, I have video to games to play. That's what I have to do. <laughs> well, it's the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. might not have that much work to do, so Mm-mm. video games it is. Uh, all right, so uh, a score for Do Not Disturb. I gave this one a three and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, three and a half. I was, my my feeling was like, there's no way this is going to be good with Travis and Chris. And most of the time it wasn't, but it mm-hmm. kind of balanced itself out by the end. Yeah. And I was interested in the Alicia and Elena stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of kept me in there. It kept it from falling off the rails. Like for right. for a while... For a while, early on, when it was just Travis and Chris, and they were just having dad-son talk in the car, or teaching his son how to drive, I was squeezing my own hand, just like, <laughs> this is a one Geeky Glasses episode. Uh, but it, it cleared, and it picked up by the end. So I, I'd say this is a win, that they had an episode with so much Travis and Chris, and they managed to eke out three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's a win for you, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, less of this for next week. More of more of the other interesting things, please. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. So we'll come back next week and uh, we will discuss it. Season two, episode 11 of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, this one's called Pablo and Jessica. Jessica.